0: hello my friend welcome to today's podcast episode we are going to be talking about measuring yourself as successful or if you are seeing yourself as a failure failure how you can really reiterate the definition that you have of success and how you are measuring yourself in that progress, in that light of success. If you're somebody like me who has always been achievement oriented goal getter, like when you set after a goal and you achieve it, or when you hit milestones and accomplishments, you really do feel a mood boost of energy, emotion, encouragement, confidence, right? And over time, that can really lead to a self-sabotaging cycle because we're not always going to be, we are always going to be growing, but if we're always measuring ourselves in the wrong way, we need to step back and take a look at how it is we are defining and measuring ourselves to that success that we are looking to achieve. I hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. This one is for the go-getters, the achievers. Maybe some of you have reached a lot of those goals, the life that you dreamed of, you set out for, and you're wondering like, I didn't think it would feel like this. I didn't feel like, I didn't think it would be this hard. I didn't know these types of life changes were going to be coming up and happening, or maybe your life hasn't gone the way that you have planned it, and you're wondering, am I doing this right? I think today's podcast episode is really going to be helpful to you, so let's jump right in. My friend, you may hear the background noise of Blippi in this podcast episode. I have a kiddo that is recovering from the tummy bug home with me today and he was just hanging out watching Blippi and I was very inspired to record this podcast episode because this book has impacted my life so much. And I want to first talk about that because I have talked about how reading fiction books has really brought so much joy and peace into my life because after a decade of only reading nonfiction, personal growth, self-development type of books, I was really in my head of not being good enough, not achieving enough, that I was missing something and if I could just figure out what it is I was missing or what it is that I wasn't doing, then I could crack the code to feeling successful. Because in life, you've achieved a lot. In life, you've progressed in a lot of ways. In life, you have grown in so many ways. And same with me. But yet, for some reason, I had this lingering feeling of lack and not being good enough. And even though I had accomplished and achieved a lot, it just it wasn't good enough in some way, shape, or form. And if you're a goal achiever, you type a Enneagram theory, you probably relate to this in so many ways, but also I think I really do understand and see how at, in society growing up in school and and everything like that we are always measured in this certain way we are always measured against the ideal and while i do and understand that the school system has the reasonings for operate operating the way that it does i hope that this message from the book that i read the gap and the gain by dan sullivan um with dr benjamin hardy so there's two co-authors on this one it's a book called the gap in the game and it's titled the high achievers guide to happiness confidence and success and while for so long i took a break or a hiatus from personal growth I think what that really brought me to doing was consuming too much personal de- growth and development and really refining and getting very intentional and specific on the areas of growth that I wanted to achieve. And for the last year, I've been reading a little bit of personal growth, but none of the books really hit home like the gap in the gain. And I really think, you know, even if you don't want to buy the book or read the book, what I talk about today I hope reiterates some thought processes for you on how you are measuring your definition of success, especially if you are you are really feeling like a failure or life isn't good enough or grand enough or you're not making enough or there you don't have enough in savings, whatever it is, your enoughness makes you feel like you're lacking, which makes you feel like you're a failure or behind or not as good as somebody else or not as loved by God as somebody else. Because I feel like for a while in the personal development space, there was this thought that I had where it's like, if I'm making the most, so whether it was the measures of successes within my um, network marketing business or seeing higher paychecks, then God was loving me more and more and more. He was rewarding. Rewarding me because he was loving me so much, and I was doing such good things that he was rewarding me more and more and more. And that really hit my heart, and I knew I had to redefine because that is not God's definition of love at all. And um, I, I really hope that today's podcast episode. Helps you out. And even though I I still am not going to go down the rabbit hole of over consuming personal growth, personal development books, I do see myself even rereading this because this is a message that I really need. Because as I talked about in the last chit chat type podcast episode, I was talking to you guys about feeling depressed and feeling so off and really being like, why do I feel this way? Uh, knowing that I have so many blessings and knowing that I once dreamt of having this life that I have now, but really feeling like I feel so stuck in this. I feel like I'm not making progress and seeing how I was going backwards in so many ways. So I just hope that this new way of thinking and then some of the ways that I share with you how this book gives you to start putting into practice seeing things in this different light because as you guys know too i've talked a lot about mindset work and and everything like that but this really just hit home for me so i'm excited to share it with you so essentially the book the gap and the gain talks about two concepts the gap and the gain and really the gap Mindset thinking and how you are measuring yourself against success in the gap mindset is you are measuring yourself comparing to the ideal. And that would mean so you're measuring where you are now to the ideal of what you wanted the desired outcome to be. So for entrepreneurs, it's like you're measuring yourself against how many people enrolled, you're measuring yourself or against how many people you want to enroll. You're measuring, and a lot of times those numbers are based off of what other people are doing or what other people set for, right? With gap thinking, you're measuring yourself against where you are now to your ideal. And if you are on your weight loss journey, you're maybe measuring yourself to where you are now to where you once were or really where you want to be. Like maybe it's an arbitrary number on the scale because if you hit that number on the scale, you think your body will look a certain way, okay? So that's the gap mindset thinking, is thinking that I have this goal and I'm measuring where I am now to the ideal. And as you are on your journey or you hit your end point or you're going along with this, you're constantly comparing yourself against that ideal, whether that ideal is set by you or set by something else you saw, or what somebody else told you to do, or what you've seen, okay? And living in that gap, living in you comparing yourself to the ideal, you're really going to miss out on so many moments of celebration and accomplishment and growth and productivity and success along the way. And the authors of this book really did talk about how they were working with you know, the entrepreneurs that had businesses and money and things and, and everything, everything that what is set or seen to be as successful, but yet the feeling and the emotion was, I'm not enough, I'm feeling like a failure, this isn't as good as it should be, whatever it is. And when he was teaching them and taking them through um, their strategic coach programming and learning and teaching these successful people to measure themselves in the gain instead of the gap they really started to see positive mood, energy, emotion, more creativity, more productivity, more like that's really when they started to feel abundance in their life. And since implementing this as well, I can say I have too. I have too. I really have seen so much growth and progress and Um, joy and happiness and accomplishment and just feeling proud of myself because I am now staying in the gap or in the gain instead of the gap. So what's the gain? The gain is where you are and measuring yourself from where you are compared to where you're start, where you started. So What you've accomplished and achieved today compared to wherever that indicating starting point for you was. And knowing that you can still hang on to that ideal, you can still have your big lofty goals, dreams, ideal ideals, like this is a crazy, ridiculous, awesome, big, hairy, scary goal. You could still have that vision and mindset for your life, but really how you're measuring that personal progress is measuring from where you once were to where you are now And when I first, you know, really was working through a lot of stuff, kind of starting in 2020 and 2021, I don't want to say this has been just such a quick, rapid turnaround mindset change for me. I was really thinking about how things have gone backwards and thinking about how I have gone backwards. And as I was setting goals I was setting against even my ideal or my like a past self a past version of me like especially when it came to the body goals like I was trying to set ideal goals of what my body was like before I had children and even setting rhythms routines expectations of myself to be exactly the same if not more than who I was before I had kids and that's just not realistic and I was always working against myself because it wasn't it wasn't um, in alignment with, with what season of life I'm in now or who I am now or where I'm starting at right now. I was always in this gap mindset but in the book they talked about uh, exercise and activity and that's one thing I do really love about this book is when you are reading it, when it tells you to stop and do a journal prompt, stop and do the dang journal prompt because it had me go back and think about to 10 years ago. So maybe you want to do this later with a piece of paper. Just really think about who you were 10 years ago. Think about the facts. Think about how old you were, where were you living, Like, what was your life like 10 years ago? Be very factual about it, right? Like 10 years ago, me, I was in a tiny one-bedroom apartment. I was living in a tiny, tiny, tiny one-bedroom apartment. And then, like, be very factual about it. Then think about what it is you were working for. For me, I was finishing up my degree. I was starting to teach group fitness. I was starting to work at the gym. I had just gotten out of a relationship That's where I was 10 years ago. And I think about what was it that she was working for? What was she trying to accomplish? What were the things that she really desired for her life ultimately? Like what was her ultimate desires for her life? And when I wrote those down, I really was like, man, I've had so much gain. I've had so much growth. And I'm measuring my I really getting into that feeling of measuring where I once was to where I'm at right now. And I could see the gain. And that felt good, that felt inspiring, that felt amazing, that felt motivating, that felt reassuring, right? And while it was really easy at 10 to look back 10 years and see how life has changed so much. And as I was going through this book and I was really thinking about, but like, I don't want to do this for the sake of looking back a year ago, because if I'm being honest, there have been things that have gone backwards a little bit for me, backwards in my weight, backwards in some income opportunities. Well, I have had growth in income, which I couldn't recognize, so I won't even go there. I was just constantly seeing this gap. I was seeing how my numbers weren't what's once, once they weren't once they once were. My followers weren't once they once were. <laughs> if that, does that sentence make sense? I, I'm so sleep deprived still, you guys. My brain's a little groggy, but you know what I mean? If I was doing this, ex- I was afraid to do this exercise for the sh- short term because I didn't feel like I had any gains. But when that exercise came upon in the book, I was like, I'm going to challenge myself. And I did. I got into that gain mindset. I saw how over this past year, different opportunities have come my way. The Feminine Edge Collective kicked off and has been profitable. There have been really great um, affiliate marketing things that have popped up. And I, and then personally, you know, we had so much gain in our personal lives. Like 2022, if I'm being straight up honest with you, was the one of the first years in my life where my life offline was way more fun, way more exciting and way more interesting than my life online. Because I've been an online business owner for the last, oh, like over a decade, you know, and really growing my social media and putting energy and effort into building this online community, which, you know, with Instagram, I feel like that o- the online community isn't even there anymore. I feel like you guys are my online community, the podcast, right? And it felt so disheartening to be like, I'm putting this energy, I put all this energy and effort into other things. And where did it go? Like what happened? It definitely wasn't things in my control that made the impact of that because it's like with social media, you're playing with an algorithm and all of that. But I always felt like I had to portray this wildly amazing extravagant life online in order for people to like me online, to Um, get involved in what it is I was doing online. And so my online life, probably if I'm being really honest, from 2013 to 2021, my online life was way more fun and got way more time, energy, and effort than my in-person life. But that changed in 2022. We gained so much friendships and fun and amazing activities and memories connection with my husband and my kids that has been deeper than it's ever been I have a healthy relationship with social media and showing up online that is all also due to this podcast because I can really connect with you guys at a deeper level and I saw that if I looked back a year I didn't have to be afraid I saw the gains and now when I even do the 90-day example and even the 30-day example, I can put myself into the gains instead of staying in the gap. Because where your mindset set is at is like tipping a domino. So if you tip the domino over in the gap, like I didn't make as much, I didn't achieve as much, I blah, blah, blah. I didn't do as many workouts. I had more fast food. If you, oh, if you tip the dominoes in that way, your mind's going to continue to go that way. But if you tip the dominoes in the gap, you'll start to see the dominoes fall in that direction. And so a really practical and tactical thing, other than those journaling practices of, you know, going back 10 years, a year, 90 days, 30 days, Another really great thing that they talk about in the book is your nighttime routine. And I've always tried since becoming a mom, as you guys know, I've always tried to harness a consistent morning routine, but with my kids not sleeping well, my kids not sleeping in, I really felt like it was just always something that was creating, creating more stress than peace for me. And especially when I was waking up and expecting myself to do something structured. Okay. And so they presented this evening routine idea and I did tweak it a little bit, but I was like, I can really make that work because the last hour of my day, that is pretty much a time where I am consistently by myself, right? Because even though my kids wake up early, they still go to bed fairly early. So from 8.30 to 9.30, I've got a good chunk of time where I can consistently place in a rhythm and routine. So I put a journal next to my bed and my new night routine is doing my skincare, my Dime Beauty skincare, duh. I actually like sh- like body showering at night too. It, to me, it just feels really good. But I'm gonna sit down and journal three things that I'm grateful for, like f- three very specific things that I feel grateful for. Now that could be something that happened that day, maybe a memory, a moment, something that happened. And then I'm going to measure three gains for the day. So three ways that I saw gain, three ways that I saw growth and progress, and then three set three gains for tomorrow. Now, setting the gains for tomorrow really means being intentional about doing three things that really will make an impact in your life, not necessarily those things that are super, super urgent or you know, they feel really important, but actually they're really not like setting importance. And if you do read the book, you'll understand that. But if you, you know, kind of take into account what I had mentioned, you'll, you'll be able to identify like, is this truly something that will create growth in your life? And then doing just like a little mini paragraph on a recap of the day. I really do want to get better at documenting the day, whether that's something really funny that the kids said or you know something special and unique about that day specifically. I did this a lot before I had kids, a different structure. I also did this in the morning because when you wake up in the morning and you don't have kids, it's a much more peaceful experience. So now I have this gratitude and thoughtful practice before i go to bed and actually you guys there are studies done that if you end your day with gratitude and then kind of glance over and practice or like think through or plan out what you're going to do tomorrow or what your tomorrow is going to be like you'll sleep better there are sleep studies that show gratitude paired with like I was going to say prevention but planning <laughs> gratitude plus planning for the day will lead you to a getting a better night sleep and so that is going to be my new little mini routine and of course because this is the living in sync with your cycle podcast i did just want to talk about how paying attention and understanding your hormones can also help you in this because i do want you to think like if you resonated with all of those feelings that i had about feeling like a failure or feeling stressed out or feeling like you're not doing enough or you're not good enough if you resonate with that and you feel like it's every single day right? Doing some really great mindset work can be really helpful. But I do want you to pay attention to, is this all the time? Is this really all the time? Do I really feel these um, negative feelings and thoughts and self-sabotage all the time? Or is it just a certain time? When you are in follicular and ovulation phase, so follicular phase is the phase that happens when you're done with your menstrual. So once you've stopped your period, you are in follicular and you are in ovulation phase, your estrogen and testosterone hormones are on the rise, and in ovulation, they peak. Testosterone and estrogen, they play a big role in your energy, your mood, and your confidence, and your internal vibrancy. So maybe this is not something that you struggle with in those phases. But I find in late luteal, so like the week before your period and during your menstrual phase, this is where those really struggle bus feelings can pop up. And if you don't understand why you have these sorts of fluctuations in your month, you might be like, oh my gosh, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with the situation? But I think first knowing that in that late luteal phase. So right before your period and during menstrual phase, your hormones are at their lowest. That's the biggest hormone myth I want to debunk is your hormones are not going crazy during your menstrual phase. They are at their lowest. And so it's, it's not optimal for you to feel like you need to be wired and running all of the time in the same way throughout your entire entire cycle. Because what your hormones are doing on the first day of your menstrual phase versus day 14, they're very different when it comes to specifically estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. They're very different. And hormones are messengers to our brain and our body, and our body responds to those hormonal fluctuations. And so while if you are in misery like I was and struggling really bad with something like PMDD where it's like PMS symptoms on steroids, like it is really, really high highs during follicular ovulation and then really heavy hitting hard hard lows before your menstrual phase, maybe even during your menstrual phase, that's something to look at as a red flag of hormonal imbalances. but if you kind of just know it, notice it as, light waves instead of tidal waves, that's probably meaning hormone fluctuations are normal and having that better understanding, I think helps so many women just stop being so dang hard on ourselves all the time. We are setting these expectations on ourselves to be this exact same way all of the time and to show up in a certain way all the time when really When our hormones are completely different, depending on what phase we are in our cycle, we want to learn about our hormones and master what is the superpower of each phase, because it's not about feeling good for two weeks and then feeling crummy for two weeks. That's not this at all. It's really just being like, okay, well, now that I understand my hormones are different, how can I make things more optimal? So I'm staying in that lane, that zone of genius, because That's where it's going to work for me and my hormones, my mood, my energy, emotions, and mental capacity, right? And so I think knowing your hormones does lead to keeping a well-rounded approach to defining success. That was another really great exercise that was in this book. This episode is already long, so I won't go into it but you need to set the standard of success defined by you because nobody else is in your same shoes. I actually get really irritated when people are like, don't, or don't wait because you're gonna wish you would have started sooner. And it's like, no, everybody has their journey. Sometimes now isn't the time to start something. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But that's between you and God, not somebody else on the internet telling you to do something. Like some people use that as a tactic to like make you come into whatever it is that they're, they're doing. And while I know there are so many people that can give so much value and um share so much goodness if you take the leap of faith and move forward but i'm here to tell you my friend if it's been between you and god you're gonna take a confident sound step forward instead of a frazzled fear and like i have to do this because i'm missing something step forward can you can you just like feel the difference of or um imagine the difference of how that would feel. A confident step forward with God in a direction feels supported, feels sound, feels like it just feels like a warm hug, right? But something doing something in for the wrong intention or something that's not meant for you is feeling in lack or frazzled or like just dysregulated energetically, right? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I do highly recommend this book. I will leave it in the show notes, but I hope that even without reading this book, you leave this podcast episode thinking about how am I measuring myself? And can you really start entering in some type of practice to pay attention to making those steps for those progress step forwards and acknowledging them. Acknowledge each and every single day how you have moved forward, how you have progressed. And these are just little, little things. Like today, one of mine will be, I had an amazing call with somebody that I'm going to help her with setting up and producing her podcast. I'm so excited to start doing that. Another one for today is outlining the Feminine Edge Collective class that I will be teaching tomorrow. And the third, I don't know yet. I'll do that in my journal practice. But do you see how those small things really do make an impact? And as an Enneagram 3, and I just listed off those two things, I will also have to keep myself in check with not just measuring the gains of business. Progress or work progress or monetary progress, progress. I really want to also take those wins of emotional progress. And I can talk to you about that too. You know, when my four year old has been getting out of bed and trying to climb into our bed, the last three nights, I have been rock solid with my patience in bringing him back to bed. I've had this sound, solid patience with the strategy that we are implementing in trying to keep him in his bed. So far, we haven't had a 100% success rate, but he's four, he's gonna try. He's gonna keep um, seeing what he can get away with, right? And we've, we've got to, we set those boundaries and now we have to stick with them. So not just measuring the gains when it comes to career or finances, but measuring those gains in all areas of your life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you love podcast episodes like this one, please leave me a rating and review. All you have to do is go to where you are listening this podcast on, click my show, scroll down and you'll see stars. You can leave a star rating, but if you wanna go above and beyond for me, that's so helpful in getting this podcast in front of more and more women that are wanting to live in a well-rounded way. And we know that the living in sync, understanding your hormones, that is going to help them and with the more ratings and reviews the podcast algorithm just shows this podcast to more people and it means so much to me welcome to you ladies who have joined the feminine edge collective this month we are focused on mood and energy and feeling really good by using strategies that will support our cortisol and um, blood sugar balance So that's really cool. I saw a couple of you guys join in last week and I am just, I'm so excited and so grateful for how this podcast direction has been well received because I was told by a lot of people when you change your podcast name and we changed the content a little bit, not all the way, right? But like content changed, people tend to see a decline in people listening and people sharing and new subscribers coming onto the podcast. But guess what? We've seen gain. We've seen positive feedback. And I'm so grateful for that. That means I have to extend gratitude to you. So thank you so much for rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast on your social medias. It means so much to me. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.